You're listening to Dead Candy. Dedicated entertainment for the dead. Slash the Paradise encourages viewers to watch these horror films before listening to our show. Danny and Lance will go through everything, including filmmaking, dialogue, characters, and even full scene breakdowns when we get excited. Enjoy the show. Space. The final frontier for a franchise that has run out of ideas. These are the voyages of the starship Grendel. Its mission to explore old Earths and resurrect maniacal killers and bring them on board so they could kill everyone else. That's on. And this is Jason X. Jason X. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Very well done. <laughs> yeah, that's my Jason X Star Trek crossover. Because oh. we're in space, baby. We are, because we couldn't get Freddy again. <laughs> and here we are. We are in development hell, folks, for the Freddy versus Jason. Our folks said, you know what? We cannot make this movie, Freddy versus Jason, that we want to. So, fuck it. Let's make another <laughs> Jason movie. Uh, yeah, we got to build the hype, because eventually we're going to get a Freddy versus Jason. Welcome to Slash's Paradise, everyone. That's Danny. I'm Lance. Welcome back to Slash's Paradise. It is so much fun to be here. Lance, past present or future i would love <laughs> to be here in the slashes paradise whenever i get a chance and to be honest with you the fact that we're here now talking about the 10th installment in the friday the 13th franchise um but the second installment thus far to be named solely after the killer jason right. not using the friday the 13th um moniker or the uh title essentially that's right because we can't use it because legally it's owned by new line no new line owns jason and paramount owns no new line has jason paramount owns friday the 13th correct the name you got it okay yes we, we nailed it sorry it's yeah. gonna get even more confusing for the next few episodes you're so, talking about uh, confusing <laughs> the rights to the friday the 13th name and or characters or jason Hell, folks, it is in current litigation here in this present time where we're at right now. And this movie came out in, what, uh, 2001? Yes. 2001. And we are now here in 2022. And yeah, there have been, between that, there have been a couple of installments in the franchise that we are definitely going to cover. But it is right now embroiled in so much litigation because of this constant battle with the namesake of the movie can it be called friday the 13th no technically that is owned by victor miller who created it um and or a lot of the characters i.e mrs Voorhees, and he did create jason as a person but not what you see as far as the hockey mask person so they were like oh we actually own that we made the hockey mask 
uh, wearing slasher. So we are going to then uh, make more movies and we don't need to call them Friday the 13th, right? No, we, all we need is Jason. Jason is the moneymaker. So that's where we're going to go. Uh, and this is the there 10th? Is some possible clarity coming in that case. But Ooh. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that on Happy Hour of Horror. Oh, the yes. end of our franchise here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. A big old show coming up for that. Um, but Jason X, the 10th installment. Jason X, X, 10. Get it? Yes. Roman numerals. <laughs> Put him in a gladiatorial battle. Okay, we're, we're getting a little too far ahead of ourselves. A we, little too far. We've got uh, some housekeeping to take care sure. of. Sure. Uh, we have a little game here called a slash word. Mm-hmm. Danny, how does slash word work? Slash word, Lance, for uh, anyone who has not been on the journey thus far, and this is your first episode. First of all, welcome to the Slasher's Paradise. Welcome. Second of all, we like to play a game with every sort of installment of when we're talking about a movie called Slash Word. And Slash Word is the uh, Slasher's Paradise take on the popular game Password, wherein if you hear the slash word said... You folks take a drink and it can be a drink, obviously, of your choosing. It should be a drink of your choosing. We're not going to choose it for you. We may have some recommendations. Yes. That's always fun. Of course. Uh, But if you are doing that and uh, using alcohol, fun. That's great. And everyone deserves to get loose as Lance takes a slurp. Um, (laughs) But it doesn't have to be alcohol. We just ask that you all play along with Slash Word. And uh, yeah, that's exactly what the game is. All right. And uh, every time we play Slash Word, we have a special guest caller so danny who is our caller for this episode jason x well i see that there is obviously a theme here with is this the first slasher horror movie character to go to space well no not really i don't think so lance i don't Uh, think so i think there have been others who have dared brave the elements of the eternal darkness the eternal void that is space and none other than my favorite leprechaun has done this before and i thought i would give him a ring to give us a ring and call in with the slash word for today seeing as how he went to space already lance oh dear lord can't wait to get to that in a few years of time <laughs> leprechaun is back in slashers paradise he's on the line to give the slash word of the night leprechaun go ahead and give us our slash word oh so little jason Voorhees wants a slash word from leprechaun well the slash word then is space and remember i went to space first so suck it jason <laughs> all right thank you very much thank you very much and you know what lance i feel like Gosh. you do not appreciate my little guy uh as much as you should I he feel- went out there he was out there man okay <laughs> In space, no one can hear you scream, but they can still steal your gold, okay? Uh, so just, we'll get to that, I'm sure, in the future. I cannot wait. That's probably going to be four I years in the future. I feel as though <laughs> Slash's Paradise has given more than enough attention to Leprechaun <laughs> over our 30-some-odd episodes. And you know what? It's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> He's okay. a pioneer. All right. Uh, let's do our breakdown then. Yeah, so breakdown. what is our, it's still summer. Danny, what is our piña colada for Jason X? I absolutely love this new 
element of the slasher's paradise when you sprung that on me the other day <laughs> oh baby okay yes howdy doody that thing was fantastic to hear and when you all heard me folks uh go back i think two episodes and you'll hear me uh hear it for the first time <laughs> i was so excited to give the now rebranded for summertime pina killada for slasher's paradise's jason x and it is thus the future. <laughs> Jason is now being held captive in Crystal Lake Research Facility. And because it has been determined that he should be cryo frozen because no other forms of killing him will work. The suits above do have to come up and say, you know what? Actually, there is nothing like this on Earth that can regenerate at such a quick pace. Of course, there is that scuffle between should we freeze him? Should we not? Obviously, it goes plans go awry but jason does get frozen fast forward 400 years and now a research team slash students discover jason bring them on board and the other person who was frozen at the time and when jason dethaws he wreaks havoc on a spaceship so if you're thinking this sounds like aliens it kind of is <laughs> and that is jason x <laughs> well done uh the movie was actually released on april 26 2002 uh, it was actually made prior to this, and the release was held up for a while. Uh, the budget was $14 million, which is almost triple any other Friday movie up to, mm. until this point. Wow. Uh, the box office was only $17.1 million, but uh, the movie is considered a success. I'll get to that in just a moment. <laughs> Uh, the movie is <laughs> was written by Todd Farmer, who also stars in the film, a, a small role. Yeah. Uh, it was directed by Jim Isaac. Starring peace. Kane Hodder mm. in his final appearance as Jason, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Uh, Lexa Doig, Lisa Ryder, and Chuck Campbell, among several others that we will uh, reference later. For sure. Um, that's pretty much the breakdown. Um, the reason I said that it was held up, the movie was actually shot and filmed in like 1999 and there was a release in spain in 2001 it did not hit the states until the 2002 that's awesome so it it got held up it wait we were waiting uh the big first fact about this movie is i don't know if any of you remember but in the early 2000s there was a big war about film versus digital oh this is one of the first films that was shot in 35 millimeter film and then digitized uh, it was the first film. So it, that is its big Hollywood uh, staple is that it was the first film digitized from film. And that's because there are so many CGI moments. All the gore and horror in this basically is CGI rated. So yep. that is the breakdown for Jason X. Well, there is a lot to be said about this movie, but I wanted to just go ahead and right off the bat say one thing specifically about Jason X that I want to be highlighted or the overall theme for my perspective throughout this episode. I like this movie. Okay. I like this movie, Lance. And you know what? When I watched it, I loved this movie. I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I love every aspect of this movie. The poster. Oh, the poster's fantastic, folks. I... Okay, there's something about me that you may not know, Lance. I'm very, like, drawn to ethereal sort of uh, celestial uh, depictions, artwork. If I see it, I kind of want to look at it a little further, i.e., if any of you folks have seen any of our video uh, pod 
podcasts and shows of the <laughs> Slashers Paradise, you may catch a glimpse of an original art piece for uh, that is hanging in the Slashers Paradise that was done by my uncle, which it was something that I requested. Michael Myers is face, but on sort of like a crescent moon mm. sort of, you know, situation. And then, you know, he elaborated from there his own style. Okay. That being said, the poster for Jason X has got his face dead set in the center, right? Yeah. And it has got a machete splitting the difference. But what we see here is half of his face is, you know, the hockey mask that you all, you know, know, which is great and kind of weathered. But on the other side, it's not uh, Jason anyone has come to know he's uh, he's got like a little chrome situation with a red eye and then right in the middle with that machete it's like a futuristic machete to be honest with you uh, is uh, pretty much our main-ish final girl uh, screaming and it says Jason X but behind him are stars and the, the darkness of space and that ultimately right away brought me to the poster of Legend and we know <laughs> yeah. the legend has already a little bit of a staple here in the Slasher's Paradise. We've, we've opened up the portal to the legend verse. Yes, we have. <laughs> but uh, it reminded me somewhat of that poster, and I was so hooked. Right away, I wanted that poster hanging on my wall. And I, I think I had that poster hanging on my wall in uh, college, to be honest with you. I could see that totally. No, I, I totally dig. There's something funny about the poster, though, is the way the girl's curled up. Yep. It almost looks like a weird lip on Jason. <laughs> I've always thought that. <laughs> It kind of looks like he's got this one tooth sticking out and he's kind of like doing a kiss face or something. It's really bizarre. But a little sloth from um, the Goonies. I, I do dig the poster. Uh, one thing I've mentioned a long time ago, and the site is still running and they're on social media, but upcoming horror movies. I followed this movie for like five years yeah. on upcoming horror movies and saw each still of Jason and all that. The reason that this movie got made basically was because <clears throat> they were still waiting for Freddy versus Jason. Mm. Wes Craven was like, mm, still want to do another Freddy before we get into that. Or I let you guys have Freddy for that kind of endeavor. And I'm like, well, got to keep the hype going for Jason. So let's come up with something. And I think the, the concept was getting bounced around around 95, 96. And then what happens? Scream. Scream happens. changed everything. Literally everything. And they threw out every script that they had and said, we need better writers. That's what horror is going to be from now on. We need better writers for this. And so then the wheels started turning to something totally different. They also said, you can't fuck with Jason. Excuse my language. But that was basically what the studio says. Like, don't mess anything up because we still are going to do Freddy versus Jason. But um, we want another Jason film. So he said, all right. We're going to shoot him off into the future. Like, you can't screw that up, right? Uh, that well, doesn't do anything for Freddy. We can do a modern day Freddy versus Jason, and we don't screw anything up this way. So let's shoot Jason into the future. And the studio is like, okay, uh, how are you going to do that? We're going to do a cyborg version of Jason. We're going to kill him, and then we're going to bring him back in a totally different light. And the studio went, sure, okay, we like that. Here's a bunch of money. <laughs> and... I I somewhat disagree with the idea that it wouldn't do anything for uh implica it, would, it wouldn't have any implications for Freddy versus Jason. Well, one big one <laughs> Jason's alive, you yeah. know? So like 
okay. Uh, if you right. watch Freddy vs. Jason, like, well, at least in the future, we know that Jason lived, so he won. You know, it, we'll, we're going to get into Freddy vs. Jason, and I have so much to say about that. But I will say that, like, I disagree with that whole idea. I mean, you could just make a direct sequel or, you know, in my opinion, make... Uh, omit Jason Goes to Hell, direct sequel to Manhattan, whatever the heck. But this whole fast forwarding to the future because you don't want to compromise whatever happens in Freddy vs. Jason, kind of silly because like, well, then you're letting the fans know that, well, this one survived. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The original concept for the movie coming out and building the hype for Jason or keeping the hype going was just Jason in the snow at Camp Crystal Lake, I which we all would have fucking loved. Oh my but gosh. But New Line went, no, we don't want campers and Jason again. It's been done. We don't want that anymore. I don't know. Bullshit. Mm, yeah. Picture this. Okay. A frozen Camp Crystal Lake. Mm-hmm. All right. And you've got the one camper. Let's just say it's Tommy Jarvis. He's on the lake and he's like, come on, get me, you pussy. <laughs> like he did previously. And Jason's coming to get him. And now Tommy has to get away and every step cracks the water. And it's like, oh, if you fall into the or cracks the ice, if you fall into the water, Tommy, you're going to freeze but jason doesn't care because he's unkillable i don't know i just like the image of like a frozen camp crystal lake and tommy and jason kind of staring at each other from way across the pond i think it would be really cool yes it would be fucking awesome but But no new line said no 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 we like the space idea even better so let's do that well there's some things about this movie folks when you do watch it and we really do invite you all to watch these movies uh with our podcast as an accompaniment or even a post uh show if you will but there are some aspects of the movie that eh, need a little bit more sharpening as far as like effects i'm going to always be camp practical effects i am a huge fan of practical effects i don't even give a shit how how shitty it looks that's part of the charm that's always been part of the charm of the horror movie genre especially the slasher movies is the practical effects you may may cost a little bit more i doubt that though because i always hear about how cgi and digital effects how much money that's gonna cost but then again i don't make those things and i don't do those and i never have uh, spent that much time making those effects, but I, I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, certain things, right? The ship and and space yeah. shots. I get that. That could be for sure digital, but like blood, mm-hmm. never blood, blood, never ever should blood be digital. Just get yourself some buckets, man. Get yourself some buckets of blood and throw it all over the place. That's my, that's my take. Yeah, no, I, I agree. This movie definitely has a sci-fi channel feel yes. to it throughout the whole time. <laughs> a definite sci-fi channel aspect to it. It's like, watch uh, Super Space Demon X. Well, there there it goes. That's basically Freddy in space as well. <laughs> Super Space Demon X. <laughs> but it's like, you know, th- this Sunday on sci-fi. And it's, yeah. it's always these like... I was going to say Battlestar Galactica, but it's not like like it's it's less than that, you know, but mm-hmm. but maybe there is some uh, charming aspects to find in that uh, the crude sort of renderings of the spaceship of the space shots, anything that is out in space or or anything that's not can obviously not be practical or built sets. Yeah, there maybe there is some charm to be found there because of the way it looks. You're like, oh, this is definitely of the times, Right. Yeah. Uh, one thing is like 
this movie, they did care what they were doing. You know what I mean? Like we've had a movie or two in this franchise where they're like, whatever, just make, just put Jason on screen. And that's all that matters. These people did care. There's a lot of Easter egg, sci-fi Easter eggs throughout mm-hmm. this movie. Mm-hmm. If you like aliens, if you like pretty much anything, there's even like doom references and, um, all kinds of stuff out there. So if you're a huge, like sci-fi, uh, fiend nerd, whatever. And I say nerd in the best way. Cause we are as well. I'm a nerd. Um, you're going to find a lot of fun little Easter eggs in this movie. Um, it just has that sci-fi feel to the point of like, it doesn't feel like a horror film at times. It feels more like a sci-fi action movie. Even the way Jason kind of fights in the beginning is like throwing chains and throwing dudes across the, right, the room yeah. and stuff. Like it just has a, a more action feel. It's a, it was uh, kind of based on the alien movie in a sense, aliens and, and aliens for sure. I mean, yeah. I, Todd Farmer basically says, yeah, I definitely ripped, ripped off aliens. And you know what? Too bad. Yeah, in, in and that's fine. not so many words, but yeah, I mean, it is fine. Do I think and I was thinking I was thinking about this earlier. Do I think that James Cameron should be the one that is attributed with bringing commandos into space? Sort of that that mm. that's what aliens is, right? You, know, yeah. you got your your military group who's like, we're going to search and destroy. But it's like, heck. Leprechaun 4 does it. I know we can't play Fast and Loose, but there are commandos in Leprechaun 4 yeah. that are hunting him down. And there are definitely a commando sort of uh, group on the Grendel here for Jason X. So does it all have to be attributed to aliens? Maybe, you know, yeah. but uh, I mean, that was that was the, that was the movie that did it the best. And I mean, just as a sort of look into our future just wanted to say i want to throw it out there i know i've said it before but i just make need to make sure that there are receipts for me because i stand by them <laughs> i prefer aliens okay. over alien okay just, just gonna just gonna leave it there that's all no, I, I like that I, I think i agree it's just a more exciting film but that's yep. not what we're talking about no, we're, we're talking about jason x uh, a lot of interesting details in this movie and yep. interesting technology uh so you know it's that old it's the Ian Malcolm quote, right, from Jurassic Park. Uh, you, Your scientist thought, never stopped to think if they should. They only start, They only thought if they could right. sort of thing. So yeah. it's like, I butchered that. I'm sorry. But what I want to say is, is like, just because you have this technology, technology readily available to yeah. you doesn't mean you have to use it. Right. You know, there's something called like, you know, film integrity or, or, or artistic integrity. Is it going to look good at the end of the day? It's like, Oh, this is the brand new shiny toy. We can use it. That being said, got to want to talk about this one scene that is in the movie. Um, and we're going to jump around, I'm sure. But this one scene I have been bursting to talk about. Okay. It's the, okay. I talked about in the pina colada that, um, Jason was in a research facility and Lance talked about when he was killing folks in there, he was wrapping chains around and all that stuff. And then he gets frozen in like a normal time period. And then when he gets frozen, him and um, Rowan get frozen. They are then discovered at least 400 years. Yeah, I think it's 2010 is when it's when the movie begins. And that's yeah. when he's cryogenically frozen. And then it's 2446 or something like okay. that. Yeah, so like almost 450 years-ish, give or take, um, into the future, they are him 
they being Jason and Rowan are brought onto the Grendel so that they can be reanimated, so to speak, with the technology at the time that they have nanobots. Yes. Nano ants. Nanotechnology, which is also used as uh, Iron Man's, one of Iron Man's suits in the uh, the Avengers movies. And but it's funny because stuff. When, they do it, when they do it in the Avengers, it looks so much better. Well, yeah, but that came out 12 years later or something, I know, you know, I know, so but it was an interesting thing to like to actually see on on the movie. What's different now is like this HD quality, you know, right. you see it now we're watching it in 4K and it's like, oh, OK, you can see it's very computer animated. I mean, but- yes, it looks like the Silver Surfer just came all over the desk <laughs> and <laughs> all over the table. And that's what the nano ants are. It's just this like silver goo that is just kind of reattaching, reanimating uh what their first intention was is like, okay, Rowan, that's the presumed final girl. Let's reanimate her because uh, she is, from their readings, the most intact, which is funny because Jason's DNA is basically made up of Wolverine DNA right. where he just can regenerate. Right. Apparently, that's what they've uh, introduced. But I really want to talk about this scene, not just for that part, but I want to talk about Harry Manfredini uh, is back for this installment of the franchise to score it. And when you are listening to the score of the, the whole movie, and I'm sure Lance and I will talk about this in a little bit of things that we probably don't necessarily like about the score, but I will die on the hill for this scene's soundtrack. It's called, I believe, Nano Ant scene or something like that. Or, <laughs> okay, or perfect. It's like uh, nano um uh yeah uh nano ant technology. If you can look it up on Spotify under the soundtrack nano ant technology. It's I'm going to try really hard to describe this, but it just sounds like renewal like creating something anew like research and 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 bright sort of outlook on life. It's weird that I'm feeling all this in a Friday the 13th, essentially movie. It just made it sound like it deserves like its own meditation app. It is. It, <laughs> it, 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 it should. I was on the way here to the Slasher's Paradise and I listened to this track, no joke, four times on repeat. And I just kind of like drifted. I think I felt my car elevate and float. Honestly, <laughs> Loomis took a nap. It was great. It was fantastic. And if I can... If you all have ever seen The Fifth Element, mm-hmm. kind of when they're putting Lilu together. Yeah. And there's like a. Dun, 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 yeah, that's a great. Dun, 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 that's a great reference. Yeah. Great that's scene. what I, I I just that scene, that song, that whole vibe makes me feel incredibly happy, positive outlook on life. And it's weird that it's happening in a Jason movie. Yeah. I uh, I'm not a huge fan of this soundtrack again. It reminds me of a sci-fi Friday night movie kind of sci-fi channel, not a sci-fi movie, but a sci-fi channel kind of thing. And I think everyone will know what I'm talking about, which is like TV movie style. I'm just not a fan of it. It just doesn't work. And I really watching it anew for Slash's Paradise, it really stands out and just doesn't match the film and probably is what takes me out of the horror element in this movie. Dun, 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 dun. 
<laughs> that's that's uh, like the here's Jason moment. Uh, I know that was awful for your ears, but, you know, <laughs> check it out, folks. Come up with your own conclusions. But it is Harry Manfredini. He does bring a lot of the dun, 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 dun. there. Are, you can hear yeah. a lot of the strings going back and forth during like the chases and such. And I will say another reason that I do like this movie what a palate cleanser from Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. Like, for true. real, dude. Yeah. I, again, we, I, you said it earlier. I'll say it now. Like, I do enjoy this movie. I will come back and watch this film. I will never watch Jason Goes to Hell probably ever again because I, it's just a hard garbage fire. Um, I fucking hate that movie. It, it's so bad and it's kind of unfortunate, especially because going back really fast like you wanted to just keep the hype of jason going mm -hmm. i know let's not put jason in the film <laughs> it makes totally, no sense let's totally waste the opportunity and the godsend that we have quite frankly in kane we have kane we yeah. have kane hotter and i don't know maybe somebody was like oh it's okay kane we're gonna take you out of the mask we're gonna put you in like a moment where you're you know yeah. yourself yeah. who gives a shit you have kane playing jason and boy he plays the shit out of jason in this one folks yeah it's truly a, it's a swan song it is, oh, dude that's it sucks so much that you say that uh it is it is his last appearance and he wanted to be synonymous with this this role he was excited and could not wait for Freddy versus Jason. So he's like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Which, what was his reaction when they said, hey, we're going to send you to space, Kane? <laughs> right. They uh, they told him, oh, yeah, that's it. And he goes, <laughs> oh, yeah, seriously, what are we going to do? <laughs> so and they're sad. like, no, no, that's what we're doing. And he's like, like fucking Leprechaun? <laughs> and honestly, like, let's not shit on my dude, like, Leprechaun that much. Hellraiser had also gone to space. Yeah. But there's something a little bit more like... I don't know. It lends itself a little bit more in a, in a Hellraiser aspect because like maybe that's where hell is. It's in the portals of space, so to speak. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that the point is, Lance, that we were trying to make for this whole movie is they switched his eye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were. Yeah, we were kind of going back and forth right before the podcast. <laughs> like, wait. They did? I thought only Jason Goes to Hell fucked that up. How did Jason X fuck that up, too? Unless they were just like... Well, this is the new line canon now, so dumb. we switched it. So dumb. It is so... When you have such an iconic character, and don't give me that shit that you probably, what, didn't know what you had, or, or hindsight's twenty twenty. fuck that shit. We're now here in the 2000s. You went through the entire 80s of knowing how much of a fan favorite pop cultural icon that jason is you have to pay attention to things and one thing that is specific is knowing what the dude looks like yes he has a wonky eye because he's deformed but please for the love of god remember what side that goes on can you please i'm just surprised that kane didn't like pop up and say guys we know that this is on the wrong side right like i played the original from friday the 13th like Yes. This is on the wrong side. Can we fix this? No, nobody said a word. And I'm like, apparently. did someone film this whole thing inverted? You know, like when yeah, you kind of like, thought that too. Is I'm it like, like the ambulance thing when it's seat. like, when it's backwards? Yeah, and where you, the C's just inverted. <laughs> <laughs> where the holes, was everything supposed to be on the left and it was supposed to be on the right? Like, but no, she is pulling out his dead eye. Yeah. When I say she, I got to, we're going to kind of jump into the scene here where we have um, one of the lab technicians 
is uh, working on Jason because Rowan is in lab A, so to speak. She's in lab A and she's been working on like we're going to definitely re- uh, reanimate her because um, this is the one we're concentrating on because whatever for whatever reason, our readings say Jason cannot be resurrected. So we're going to put him in lab B. I just want you to run diagnostics, you know, just kind of just kind of check it out, check all the boxes, you know, and yeah. one of the things I suppose is to, you know, pull out one of his eyes, you know, <laughs> just put it, put it on like the observation table. Uh, so essentially the second in command as far as uh, leading, because it's a research team led by uh, basically this is this guy named Lowe, who is like that. Uh, imagine him like the professor. He's like the head professor and he's got a bunch of students under him. Right. So I guess like Adrian, who's in lab B would be like his TA, so to speak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's kind of the more advanced one. She actually sends two, uh, two of the characters off to go have sex basically. Uh, right. But she's like, I'll take care of it. Like I actually am interested. So she's doing like a, an essential, like, autopsy trying yeah. to run like the dna off of what the hell jason is and um jason's slowly coming to life behind he, her while she's reading the analytics of jason's dna his eyeball this dude is uh jason is frozen like frozen dead he's like was frozen in stasis and like they all their technology says we cannot resurrect this dude so just do a uh, test on him at one point she sends the scans that she has from him it says look at this dude's scans and it's like how can someone operate on a brain that small so it's like still this whole thing like mind of a child or yeah. the dummy he can't do what he you know he can't do anything that's like critical thinking but fuck sure he sure can kill in interesting ways mm-hmm. and uh creative ways but yes lance is right folks there were two students under her who were just like making out next to Jason's body. And she's like, I can't work. Get the hell out of here. Go do something else, which you want to do is go fuck around. And they do. And when they start doing it, he starts waking up. Yeah. Because again, they are going to, if not, if, if it's not doubling down at this point, it is tripling down, it is quadrupling down on the idea that if you have sex, Jason will find you and is like, it is his motivation to kill and hunt. Which I still think is so fucking dumb, but like, okay. It's a hilarious cut too, because it's like once a girl's like starting to kind of get into the sexual moment, and there's not like a gratuitous amount of sex. It was actually added in later in this film, which oh, yeah. most of the filmmakers were not about. Um, so it's just like a mild PG 13 sex scene, but once the girl's like starting to enjoy it, Jason just snaps up and he's awake. He's like, somebody's having sex. I'm up. No one, (laughs) no one has, has sex present, past or future. I will kill. (laughs) So he's just like now going through the halls of the Grendel. Last week he smashed Adrian's face. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cryogenically frozen face. Freaking amazing kill probably one of the kills i think that folks remember the most from this movie and it like it's up in the pantheon of like legitimate rememberable or yeah memorable kills in the franchise jason wakes up takes adrian's head dips it in the cryogenic juice juice essentially (laughs) what the t-1000 is made out of yeah and it freezes her face in real time we get that lovely shot and uh when she he pulls her head out it is frozen he's like nah i'm not done i don't want to see this face anymore he smashes it and traditional 
classic Kane Hodder viciousness and aggression and controlled stunt performance yes. smashes the shit out of that face. And it's not just that, it's the follow through of him throwing the body down. You just feel like, whoo, that that poor girl did not stand one chance. You know, Jason's been waiting 400 years to, to make another kill. But the one thing I remember watching this movie, I was like, oh, she's pretty. She's going to last a while. No, first kill. <laughs> first kill in the spaceship. And I couldn't fucking believe it. Right. And I was like, what a, uh, like, they knew, like, she was a pretty girl. Uh, what's her name? Christy Angus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they smash her face completely. They're like, oh, we're not fucking around. Like, yeah. Jason can take out anyone at this point. Which, uh, coincidentally, is my favorite type of uh, beef. Angus? Yeah. Angus beef? Oh, well, <laughs> smashed Angus beef. There it is. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. But Adrian, what a, what a lovely name. That sounds like a name that might be an homage oh God, to somebody. Go. Right, Lance? Yeah. Maybe Adrian King. Okay. Right? Who yeah. is uh, Alice? Yes. But <laughs> poor girl, they killed off the only remaining normal name. Apparently, you have to have ridiculous fucked up names in the future let's just go down this whole okay so okay professor low whatever right but you have azriel fat lou kicker <laughs> dallas kinsa you have a uh, crutch <laughs> briggs briggs but the one that like throw there's two i, don't, I can't even <laughs> say this dude's name but it's the other it's waylander is okay. another name and to Sonaron, Sonaron, <laughs> the T is silent. There's no reason for any of this shit. It's the future, Danny. Okay. People are calling their kids Apple or some shit nowadays. So come on. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Give it 400 years you're right. to evolve. And you know what, Lance? It is the future. So one of the things we know about the future is the integration of technology and biology, yes. right? living tissue over metal and to skeleton okay maybe some cyborg elements should be introduced hell it's on the poster yep absolutely folks we have a full-on i guess she's an android android yeah yeah km played by lisa rider km 14 yeah km 14 lisa rider sounds like a sounds like a porn star but that's fine um she's actually a big sci-fi she was on the sci-fi channel quite a bit oh right she was on um the show yeah. Andromeda. Yes. yes. Actually, uh, a couple of them were. Actually, a couple of the actresses. This is all Canadian-based, um, by the way. This is all shot in Canada. Almost the entire cast was local. Mm-hmm. Um, but the studio is all about good actors for the movie. Right. Good writers, good actors. Um, not bad. Yeah. So this for, is, you know, and as far as writers are considered, this is a pretty Lisa one. It's a pretty what? Lisa writer. Lisa, Lisa writer? Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. I really oh. just fell for the trap <laughs> the sprung by danny on lance folks oh that was priceless i'm like i don't understand how do i've never not heard you on this show I'm like what is he saying I did a pun. well done well done Dan. everyone's clapping for danny right now congratulations that's me shooting the guns because obviously we have androids who um are very advanced and it's it's weird it's weird when i was watching this movie as uh so this is 2001 Technically 2002. Okay, so I am a junior, sophomore junior in high school when this movie came out. I remember watching it in theaters. I remember that. And I remember thinking, this honestly might just be me, but it's like you're taking everything that you know about the Friday the 13th franchise and the things that you're like, all right, this is 
this is going to be terrifying. No comp, you can't compromise this. Jason will overcome this. Jason will overcome that. And it's like, well, these people don't stand a chance. The introduction of an Android around Jason mm. kind of made me feel like safe ish okay. for them. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I think so. Because there's so much, there's no emotion. There's no fright in right. KM. So KM's just like, okay, you need me to take care of something? Okay, I'll do it. Yep. And she's she does have a weird confidence. It's kind of like programmed into her. Yes. They talk about like the programming and like, oh, I updated her and all this kind of stuff. But she is starting to get some sort of emotion because she wants to be human or she wants to feel human. Yeah, she wants to be that. human. She wants to feel human. She wants to have nipples. Yes, so it's that's like what I was getting at. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a there's an interesting scene where her uh, programmer uh, is per her request. Uh, f- kind of workshopping some like i guess they're glass nipples on her uh, uh magnets they're right well when they fall they just it sounds like it sounds like marbles when they well, i think they're oh god I was gonna say. wait let's let's break down the anatomy of a fake nipple here uh i was gonna just say they're hard <laughs> i don't mean that any they're not pert okay anyway it's a it's a hard magnet that's supposed to stick to her breast metal plates right because so there's a scene with her just sitting there topless it's the first um sorry tits that we see in the movie and then her nipples fall off like, oh i remember as a kid i so saw i was like 14 15 at this point 16 i don't know somewhere in there and i remember going like oh i feel so odd now <laughs> like, it's a weird feeling mentioned cool times <laughs> <laughs> at one point in one of our episodes oh yeah uh, this is during my cool times that i remember just cool feeling times. very odd of like oh uh uh okay she's not real right so those aren't real nipples those aren't real boobs yeah. um okay her nipples fell off her nipples fell off and it is weird feeling during the cool times <laughs> that uh a, a young man goes through uh but i will say that what what she brings to the entire cast. Um, first of all, I do want to say that, like, I think that that was a phenomenal choice as far as a character piece, a mm-hmm. plot piece of having that Android in there. It's really cool. It's absolutely so cool to have her kind of just like, you know, that she is, she and Jason are going to have a unique face off because all these other characters are all, they're all human. Right. So it's like, okay. So if Jason, you know, meets them, they're either going to put up a fight and it might be like whatever and then they're dead right but you're like you're kind of waiting for the moment that km and jason meet face to face yeah 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 and she even gets right before they do go face to face she gets a new program kind of sent that makes her even more badass and yeah she comes out and there's a great dominatrix like leather yeah suit pleather suit she got a corset on corset for god knows what reason and then like bullets just lined up on all the the bullet belts Mm -hmm. all these guns apparently they still use bullets 400 years from now so that's the thing jason could take a bullet couldn't they use a freaking laser (laughs) all right put the laser on the gun and shoot jason in the freaking face Anyway, <laughs> maybe just ru- ruined a, a slash word, Colin. Anyway, um, uh, so, okay, we talked about a lot of uh, those aspects already, but one of the main plot points is the commandos that are on this ship, led by Peter Mensa's Sergeant Brodsky. Yes. Whoa. What a freaking dude of a man. I love 
first of all, I love Peter Mensa. I think uh, he's such a wonderful actor. Um, if you've never seen the Spartacus franchise, oh, he yeah. absolutely destroys it, kills it in that. Yeah, his best, um, probably the best carryover from all the episodes. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Um, Peter Mensa is, is is a like tremendous physique. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think, I think him in the Spartacus franchise or, or series kind of. <laughs> kind of um gets his uh just due for after being kicked down that pit by leonidas in yeah, 300 absolutely. i'm like that you're too much of a badass to be just kicked in the chest by leonidas yeah, just to be a messenger get kicked. exactly yeah but it was an epic scene and he really stands out in this movie i remember watching like oh he's cool to watch like yep. i like him a lot and then after this slowly but surely we started seeing more and more of him in mainstream yep. film but yeah he really does stand out and he's such a fucking badass in this movie he's really cool to watch so sergeant brodsky is the leader of all of the soldiers right so um at one point it it, it is aliens folks okay yeah. you got the paul riser character ish in uh professor Lowe, who is trying to say hey this jason Voorhees character this this body that i thought was not going to be able to be re uh resurrected reincarnated whatever the hell um apparently over a secure digital call line that he has with his I guess, black market handler or whatever. Mm. He, there's not good intention in, in this research team. Let me just point that out here. Professor Lowe has got a, a dark hidden agenda where he's basically hiding the fact that he, or he's using the idea of these students experiencing all this sort of this research or, or, or these experiences on these other planets just so that he can have an excuse to go and look for things that he can, later pawn off and sell yeah so he tries to sell it to his buddy who is uh woken up by this like digital call and um you know he tells him nobody cares about people being uh reanimated who are who are in cryostasis nobody cares anymore a bunch of them are walking around a bunch of them are just members of society nobody gives a shit and then he sees his file and he goes wait a minute this other sample this other body that you have for he's that wouldn't be jason for he's would it and lo's like yeah why and his handler's like well jason Voorhees was like a very famous killer yeah he killed he, over 200 people and just randomly disappeared so now we're talking about like the ultra black market of the future in the sense of like yeah you can make some legitimate money selling jason Voorhees to somebody but there it is. That that's that's yeah. that's going to be Professor Lowe's sort of motivation. Do not kill Jason, who is already resurrected, who is already defrosted, who is already microwaved, and he's walking around the Grendel killing folks already. So Sergeant Brodsky and his soldiers have been tasked with. Well, they don't actually haven't been tasked with anything. It is their job to protect the people on the Grendel. So when he's going out to go and hunt Jason down, here comes professor Lowe, Paul riser saying, can you, you have to take him alive. You have to, he's too important for research and for, you know, the the salvation of like the human race or whatever bullshit. He's just wants him alive so he can sell him. Yeah. Well, Brotsky kind of says that, like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to take him out. And then (laughs) Dr. Lowe's like, well, there's a big price tag on him. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll he, get him. he tries to he tries to uh, appeal to Brodsky's sort of uh, uh, you know his uh, greed side. So he's like, "I'll give you a hundred thousand, mm-hmm. three hundred thousand, and Brodsky's ignoring him. And then five hundred thousand, 
500. All right. And he kind of just gives him a nod. He's like, all right. But then when he goes and talks to the soldiers, he's like, well, I promised the professor that we would take him, take him alive. So when you blow him to shit, uh, save an arm or a leg for us. So they're not going to try and, and take Jason alive. It is full search and destroy from now on. Right. You kind of mentioned something when they're talking about like, oh, he just disappeared. That's something that they say is like, oh, he had over 200 murders and then he just disappeared. But Rowan in the beginning, when she's kind of resurrected or dethawed, right. um, she kind of mentions like we try to execute him for the first time in 2008 or six or something like that. And then we we electrocuted him, we hung him and he just doesn't die. So like, wouldn't that be it sounded to me like Rowan was saying this is public record. We didn't know what to do with him, so we we're going to freeze his ass to try to figure out how to kill him because we right. don't know how. Uh, firing squad, I think, was kind of said in that. So is that? I don't know if that was a plot hole or just a, a swept under the rug confidential. We try to kill this guy and we can't. So I don't know. Well, it seems it, like a plot hole. It's it, sure. I I I agree. I do think that they have. Um, We'll get into this later with uh, when we get to the end of the franchise, but it's the idea when you're going to start a Friday the 13th Jason movie, you have to decide what kind of Jason do you have? Do you have supernatural Jason? Yeah. Or do you have based in reality human Jason? I guess every sort of normal slasher, i.e. Michael Myers, uh, Ghostface, they all kind of go through that sort of dilemma or that that preamble when you're mm-hmm. going to start a movie so they are full on leaning into the fact that we don't know what he is he cannot die his body his dna uh regenerates it was said it was said in the beginning so that's what they're dealing with and um yeah so there's that aspect sort of to the he's too important for to to kill he's too important well even if you try to kill him anyway it wouldn't even matter but what i do like about every time a new soldier interacts with jason they bring a certain or a different defense Mm -hmm. so you got your sharpshooters you got your yeah uh martial artists you got folks who are like uh uh, tactical or whatever and he pretty much just kind of like takes a a lot of it Mm -hmm. which is what i gotta i gotta say man am i gonna i'm probably gonna have to eat my words a little bit in the sense of i still stand by the fact that kane hotter's jason is not my favorite of the franchise yeah but he is so good man as jason he endows every time he gets hit he gets shot anytime he takes damage you you could see him like doing the jason style of taking damage and mm-hmm. then when he inflicts it it's just it's signature vicious and angry and destructive so it's like i i love that every time he a soldier goes up against him and he fights them you know it's like it's like a new thing each time That's yeah all. no and it should be because I, again these guys cared about this movie they cared about the friday the 13th and jason thing uh, franchise but um what i would say is it almost feels a little bit like they told kane could you hold back just a tad so that when you get your upgrade then you're the badass Kane Hodder that we all remember. You're like, let's lead up into it a little bit because yeah. I feel like he leaves a little bit on the table when he's normal Jason, who has a bunch of hair now, by the way. Um, yeah, he's got also gray hair, which, yeah, so he can't die, but he could definitely age. So he is Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right? Uh, 
I, sometimes I still can't get over the fact that they switched the eyes, but at the same time, what's really cool is that there's a moment where um, I mean, he he is offing the commandos, the the soldiers one by one, like killing and killing and killing, and then one thinks he he's got him dead to rights, blows him the hell up, like like just shoots him like. I don't know, 150 shots, right? Like right off the bat, Jason falls, falls onto like a hook, mm-hmm. kind of Texas Chainsaw style. Yeah. And then the soldier raises him mm-hmm. in that hook, elevates him, shoots out his knees, which would take any normal, incapacitate any normal person. <laughs> but what's so funny is that when he falls, Jason, his eyes open. He's like, mm, uh, yeah, it kind of looks like, what the fuck is this? I guess I'm going <laughs> to get up here in a little bit, but uh <laughs> Yeah, it's just his eyes like wide open. It's like I'm not, I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. It's like he's like annoyed, but also like, how can I use this against them? You know, he's like right. calculating the whole time. But um, I will say, Lance, there is a lot about this movie that I find scary. Okay, like what? There is a key moment. Um, again, you think soldiers, you think androids, you think future uh, tactics. Hell, they already kept, you see that they already incapacitate Jason one time mm-hmm. by freezing him. So one thing did work. Yeah. Right. So you're thinking they're definitely going to be able to get him. Right. But there is a moment and it just is a testament to great acting. Back to Peter Mensa, Sergeant Brodsky. All the students are, and Rowan and KM are, uh, quarantined essentially in a lab and the soldiers are like we're going to take care of it and Jason has basically taken out all the soldiers and only Brodsky's left and Brodsky has been like you've already kind of grown to like him yeah and there's a moment where you know he's the last one left and you know Jason is just giving all of them the business and Rowan knows the score too and it's just a shot of her and it's a close-up and she just kind of says He's all alone in there. Mm. How terrifying, oh, yeah. man. We mentioned this before, right? It's still Jason. Mm, yeah. It's still Jason at the end of the day, man. So I don't give a shit who you are. If you are in a space all alone and it's just you and Jason, that's scary, man. Yeah. So I I, I love that moment uh, because as, as much as uh, it's silly that they're in space and they're on top of this you know, they're on board the ship and they're always trying to get to like this home base and all this stuff. As much as, as silly as all that is, there are still, it feels a lot like a Friday movie. It does at times. And I, I get that. And when you really think about it or enjoy it again, watch with like the lights off, get like the atmosphere going, then you'll feel like that. Oh my God. He's all alone with Jason, even yeah. though it's in the future. Yeah. It's still a cool thing. This movie has probably one of the biggest death counts of all time because of that space station that you just mentioned. Solaris. That oh yeah. That's, towards. The, that's the, uh, <laughs> they're trying to, they're, they're hardest to get to the Solaris space station, which is where I guess their home base. But in doing so, <laughs> um, they have a pilot, obviously, Fat Lou, who's, which is funny because he's not that fat, but he's supposed to kind of dock at Solaris. And right as he's uh, coming out of warp speed, uh, coincidentally, uh, Jason's like, oh, you're about to come out of warp speed? Actually, I'm going to go take you out. Yeah, <laughs> good timing, Jason. <laughs> yeah, as so always. They're, <laughs> always. They're approaching the Solaris, and there he goes and kills Fat Lou, and the Grendel just just trucks that whole station and destroys it so what over 25,000 26,000 i believe deaths son of a bitch <laughs> not all human 
But well, uh, it was about 21,000 that were human, I think. But you like chalk it all up to one method of death or cause of death, and it's Jason Voorhees. Yeah. So, like, nobody could touch him. Like, no one can no. touch him as far as body count. No, not if you count all of those. No. You have to count them. Okay. That, then I don't think so. I think what what's the closest is, like, uh, Zombieland double tap, I guess, is, like, way up there. But Well, Michael's getting up there. If you count uh, the whole space station, then Jason's untouchable pretty much. So if y'all have been following along, we are well into the film and all our legitimate deterrence to or defense mechanisms to save us from Jason, legitimate ones are gone. Yeah. As far as we as far as we can see, all we have is uh, an engineer, uh, our defrosted 400 year old final girl ish. I say ish because, well, it'll make sense here in a little bit. Rowan, a bunch of students, Professor Lowe. Oh, and we have KM still. Yeah. But uh, Jason also knows that he's like, hmm, I know where y'all are at. Oh, yeah. I love that the fact that even though he's in space and has never been on this fucking ship, <laughs> he knows the blueprints and the layout so well. <laughs> when you're a shark i guess right if there's blood you you find a way that, right? yeah i'm guessing that's what it's got to be right because we've talked about his organic matter and the fact that he just regenerates tissue over and over again so he must have like that smelling sense of like oh, i'm gonna go after people now does I'll, he smell cam does he sense cam i don't I mean, know but like it, there's again there's a, a great moment where i mean he busts through the lab he's like i'm here mother surprise motherfucker like he's <laughs> here right and he and all of them shit they all take off right all of them all of them take off and when they're going to where they need to go km is like you know following behind but she's like uh closing doors and stuff and you think like because km is so not scared <laughs> and just matter of fact about the whole thing you're like oh they're gonna be safe well, actually, not all of them went. One person stayed behind in the lab because I'm, I guess he was traumatized by the fear. Maybe he thought he could reason with his meal ticket. That's what it is. He doesn't know anything about Jason. So right. he tries to actually reason with him and say, we'll make a fortune together. You're worth a bunch of money. Like, let's do it together, man. It's Professor Lowe. He's stuck in the lab. And of course, everything's connected. So the students and everyone else who's still alive can hear uh, him about to meet his end Yeah, uh, because he does start compromising with Jason and uh, saying like, hey, hey, man, whew, you and me, bud, we go to the stars. We're already in the stars. We could go further. Money. Money apparently is still everything, even in 400 years into the future. Hey, we're humankind. What are you going to do? What's right. funny about this moment is Jason has uh, at one point pretty early on picked up a futuristic machete that is on the cover uh, art that Danny t- spoke about earlier. And he's got low cornered and he notices his machete that was with him when he was cryogenically frozen. And he looks at it and goes, ooh, that's mine. Mm. I've been looking for that. And he compares the two, picks up his machete, throws the other one down and Dr. Lowe. He's like, is that what you wanted? Shit, it's yours. (laughs) Take it. So he thinks all is well. He turns around to, to camera trying to show that he's yelling to all the students and all the survivors and be like, guys, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. And Jason's behind him, traditional cane, classic cane, doing the little head tilts like, no, that's not all I wanted. Mm -mm. I wanted it, 
that's not all I wanted. No, no, I want to no. kill you, motherfucker. I just gave you one second for my tiny little brain to process. And, <laughs> I got my old weapon back. And let's probably also, if Jason is super aware of what's going on, do you think he was aware when they were like telling everyone that his brain was tiny? Like, I'd be extra pissed. He's like, y'all have y'all are having sex on this ship. Fine. I don't like that. But don't be going around telling people that I can't function with this brain. I'm functioning actually pretty well. Yeah. I'm kicking all y'all's ass. So anyway. Exactly. Um, I did mention when uh, Rowan says uh, about Brodsky that he is all alone in there. Jason does stab him. And it's a cool moment because you're like, you've already kind of built up this badass of Brodsky and you hope that he goes out like a G. And he does in a sense of when Jason gets him, um, he kind of stabs him through a wall and he like pierces his lungs essentially. And it's one pretty big pierce. It's like a, yeah. like a steak almost. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's, and after the first one, Brodsky says, it's going to take a, more than a little poke in the ribs to take down this dog or something. Like yeah. That. Take yeah. down this old dog. And then Jason gives him another one. He's like, yep, that'll, that'll do, do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, shit, man, it was a cool moment. You're like, dang, why man? But, we actually find out that it was going to take more than two pokes in the ribs to get Brodsky down. That's right. He's actually alive, alive, alive. Because when the students are trying to find a way around or a way out, they see those, the stake through the wall and it's dripping with blood where Brodsky was. Right. But he's not there anymore. No. Yeah. He is for sure alive. It's so funny because like, obviously none of these students were like, we we always just like find things, reanimate them and it's over. Well, Rowan's over here trying to calm them down. He's like, shut the fuck up. Stop screaming. You're going to give away our position. And they find Brodsky's alive and uh, take him back to the, to the lab at one point because uh, when KM does get that upgrade, she's able to neutralize Jason. Mm-hmm. So they're like, cool. We're good. Let's just figure out how to get off the ship. While we're at it, let's reanimate our our, our uh, buddy Brodsky here to the nanobots and stuff. And it's a cool moment. You see Peter Mensa without a shirt. He's very ripped. He's very cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, obviously none of that is ever going to go to plan because Jason is very much not going to be neutralized and he's going to kill anyone who can get them off of the ship. Essentially the engineer, yeah. I'm going to face palm you and drive you into the wall and electrocute you, but also smash your face. Yeah. Um, they're, they're going to escape through a shuttle. Great idea. Let's all just get in this shuttle space balls it out of here. Let's yeah. let's leave. One of the girls actually ends up committing suicide because she's so panicked that she doesn't let anybody on that uh, spaceship. So. There is always one. Lance. Yeah. Yeah. There is always self-serving one. and yeah, she's too, she's too scared. It's like the girl in Jaws two who's like, so scared, Shark! you know, she's the one, she's so scared that she cannot function. She obviously makes her way into the pod or uh, the, the, yeah, the, uh, the shuttle. Right. And she's going to escape and, but she's still hooked up to the fuel line. And <laughs> what happens? She blows herself up, blows up their only way to escape. And um, now it's just the rest of the students, KM, Rowan, stuck <laughs> with Jason. And Jason's like, oh, y'all thought you were going to leave? No, you're not going to leave without me. We're all going to, we're all in this together. Yeah. I also want to know, what's his end goal, Lance? He kills all the students and he just drifts? Well, he doesn't. He's got too small of a brain. He doesn't know where he is. This is his new Camp Crystal. He's Lake, just going right? to keep drifting and he's going to be like the one that like, fu- that, my friends, is how you continue the franchise. You just take them to another world, right? Oh, yeah, that's how we're... 
we're gonna do it. We start a whole new franchise of Jason in space. One thing you mentioned was that KM eventually has his face off. Yeah, it's totally funny because I forgot about it until just now. Um, she comes out. She's got the upgrades, the dominatrix suit, bullets all over herself. She's like, I'm gonna have to hurt you now, Fred. And Jason's like, Oh yeah, throws a machete directly through <laughs> her, and she's totally shocked and like powers down for a minute. And it's the most hilarious thing because, like you said, we've kind of been amped up of like, oh, I can't wait to see those two characters face off. And when they finally do, it's just this comedic moment of Jason like, fuck you, you're done. <laughs> yeah, it's like that uh, in Batman 1989 when the guy or. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the guy comes. Is that what it, it's? Uh, no, it's it's that. But it's also Raiders of the Lost Ark where the guy's doing all the. the all the sword work. The sword yeah, work. He's got like, two swords. Like, yeah, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, oh, this guy's well trained. Yeah. And then Indiana just like pulls out the gun and shoots him. He's yeah. Like, eh. So yeah. that's what Jason does. He just kind of like. Throws the machete at Cam, totally impales her in, in the stomach, but she's playing possum. Yeah. She goes down, powers down just to get Jason to come in close. And then she starts giving him the business, the absolute business, which is really cool because you're like, oh, they're going to they're going to make it. You have a cyborg or, or an android here mm-hmm. who is doing very well at uh subduing jason uh with a little help from brodsky but she actually never needed it uh, at all as no, she says no, she's no. like i got it i got it under control but thanks but she's shooting him all over the place um and eventually blasts his freaking head off with a major gun a bfg almost right yeah yeah and uh nice. yeah so all is well. Jason has been neutralized by KM, destroyed. Limbs are all over the place. Head is exploded. Let's just reanimate or uh, save Brodsky and get off of the ship. All's well, right? Right. Wrong. Oh, damn. Of course. In crashing with Solaris, the whole space station of Grendel is compromised. Mm, so we got to find out a weird way into getting off of the ship so that you are not, I don't know, pulling down any sort of rescue mission that's trying to get there and and save you. But wait a minute. What happened? I thought Jason was dead. (laughs) Famous last words, right? Right. Always. When KM shot Jason to hell, he fell onto one of the lab tables where the nano ants do their work. So because they are... You know, they don't know any better. They're like, oh, here's a body. We got to fix that. So Jason not only gets fixed with nanotechnology, he gets full on upgraded. Oh, yeah. Cyborg Jason uh, mm. designed by the same designer of Robocop, actually. Really? Yes. Oh, uh, I could see it now. I could see a lot of the uh, Robocop sort of yeah mechanics sleek design absolutely yeah it's an interesting thing that what they did they kind of what they took to his left arm and then his right leg and made it like very cyborgy and then everything else was like this black um futuristic leather look so yeah it's almost like manhattan except not wet yeah actually yeah. That's, a, that's a good call <laughs> but now he's got a new mask because the nanobots fixed the mask. Too. Yeah. They, well, they, I love that the nanobots are like, oh, we're not going to fix your face. We, we know you want a mask. We, your face can't ever be fixed. No. But actually, that's not too true because they give him two functioning eyes. Yeah. And they really zoom in on that. Like, oh, yeah. And now he's got two eyes and they're red. Can you imagine what? I mean, they're like, yeah, this is all the mayhem and destruction that Jason was able to create and do with one eye. Now he has two and they're red and he's pissed and he cannot be killed whatsoever hell 
we thought they, I mean, they blew up half of the ship so that they can essentially like float and until they're rescued. Jason was presumed to be thrown into space. Nah, he's just hanging out in space, punches a hole through the hole. Punches a hole through the hole. Hole through the hole. <laughs> the hole. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you know, one of the fan favorites, I guess, Janessa, she's kind of been doing like the, the quips all over the movie, you know, just she, she's one that I guess everybody kind of thought was going to make it. She kind of looks like Amy smart a little bit in in my opinion, but, uh, yeah, pretty much gets sucked. You, you gotta do a sucked out of the ship kill if you're in space lands and she makes a great pun which i'm surprised you haven't said well, yeah i'm about to right <laughs> as she about as right as she's about to get sucked out of the hole in the hole that jason punched she says this sucks on so many levels and it succumbs to the pressure and gets squeezed through a tiny hole and she basically just sucked out of the ship <laughs> she gets sucked out of the ship and jason's not done he just keeps punching holes through this ship like dude because he's cyborg jason now. <laughs> that's why i will say man there's there's so much about this movie that i think is hilarious and fun and if you just kind of turn your brain off or or, or imagine you have a, a brain the size of jason and just enjoy it for what it is is that it's folks, kids, people trying to get away from Jason, trying to survive mm-hmm. with futuristic elements and aspects sort of added into it. You're going to have a great time. I love this movie. I think or I like this movie. Ooh. I don't love it. I like this movie. Uh, the things I think that kind of bring me back is like the score kind of takes me out of it sometimes. Um, some of the effects and the the yeah the, the the technology of the time kind of takes me out of it but for the most part man i have so much fun with this movie when i watch it yeah it's a good fun movie like i said i feel like some of the choices kills the horror elements of it it feels like an action movie it feels like predator 2 at times it feels like aliens a lot yep um, which i think it's meant to uh, again there's a lot of easter eggs and all this kind of stuff there's a great showdown at the end uh there's just so much to it. and then there's like a nod which again a lot of the filmmakers didn't like but there's they need to distract Jason at one point. Mm-hmm. So they like send him in this holographic fake camp crystal lake. And, um, and he buys it. He buys it for a little bit. They create this, yeah. like, uh, this alternate sort of, uh, reality for him, this virtual reality. So, that, and you know, he has no idea. So not only to give him a taste of camp crystal lake, but to kind of give the viewers one, because they even use the soundtrack from two part two yeah. as a part of this, the, the original. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but then they add in two girls that are just very like, it's we're here a, for what, what's the life. Hey, you want to, ha- what is it? Hey, you want to smoke some pot or do you want to have premarital sex? Yeah. And they just take their tops off. It's just gratuitous nudity, nudity just to have, yep. um, just to kind of make you feel like the old days of Friday the 13th. It is a, a semi fun nod. I know a lot of the filmmakers weren't happy about it being added in but but the fans did appreciate it the yeah fans it's something you have to kind of mention like no but it, it did test well i know that the fans really that the fans were like oh cool that was a nice moment um because lest we forget who we're dealing with here folks like the fans up until this point who are going to shell their you know their coins out essentially and, and watch a friday the 13th movie whether you know jason movie they expect a certain thing but they grew up up on these movies so they want to see some of the things that are synonymous with the franchise right. and one of those things is gratuitous nudity and 
ridiculous fun kills. Well, we've been getting ridiculous fun kills, and I guess the nudity is on its way. And we sure do with these um, two random campers uh, who, by the way, it is so fun to see. Maybe it's a way of uh, them kind of, I don't know, writing uh, some of the wrongs of the past when they let Jason have full fun with the sleeping bag kill yeah. that they edited out of seven, seven, six, yeah. or- six. Oh, it was Kane's first one. Six, right? Six then. Uh yeah, so he puts these two campers in uh seven. In, Sorry. Okay. He puts them <laughs> Sorry, I have to be correct. No, no, no. Yeah, seven. I'm glad you were because uh it, it is cool to see. I mean, like they're giggling and they're making me mad. I can only imagine how mad they're making Jason because they're just like, ha, 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 you want to have sex? And I'm just like, stop teasing him. You know, he hates that shit. But he, yes. he's like, all right, I got you. Puts zips them up in the sleeping bags and does the whole I'm going to hit you up against each other and then also hit you up against the tree kill, right. which is like classic. But it's we didn't see it that much in seven and now we got a, a great taste of it here again for our listeners 10. if you have not seen the movie these girls are actually fake they're part of the hologram it's just a distraction for jason who's coming after our main cast um yeah in the in seven i remember kane was so frustrated with this bag the sleeping bag full of blood that he just ended up smashing it against the tree because it was really heavy and they cut the whole thing. This movie was actually the least cut Jason X of the entire franchise. Wow. For that R rating. Uh, only like, I think, eight seconds or something like that was cut out of this film. So the least violent film. Again, this is 2002. So uh, we've come quite a, a distance. This since. is one year from what we see removed uh, from when we get our first not first, but one of our major staples of the the remakes, uh, TCM 2003 is going to come out right after this. Yeah. And uh, you'll start to see that the the stylized look of a lot of these films are about to change. Yeah. Especially this one. You got a lot of bright colors, a lot of, uh, you know, not not. There are some dark elements, especially like when he's hunting him around, like in like the boiler room or, or whatever, the, the mechanical room and stuff. Uh, but all that to say is that it's going to change. It already has changed because of Scream, but it's going to change dramatically. All the fe- the rest of the horror movies from this point on, I'll say, are going to start to feel a lot more real, a lot more based in like ick and dark. Mm-hmm. And but. Well, the funny thing is Freddy versus Jason came out, what, a year later after this, 2003? But you could see a lot of the Freddy versus, uh, a lot of that, what I'm saying, uh, sort of ooze out onto onto Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. You I, definitely see it in 2009's remake. Yeah, it's more, mo- yeah. Yeah. I, I got what, yeah. We'll talk about that soon. Um, the end of this one, obviously, Brodsky has that. Uh, he has to amazing, save the day, yeah, man. He has to save the day. He has that amazing space suit on. And he takes Jason out while the crew's getting rescued by another outside crew from yeah, another station. Rescuing party. Um, sure. And Brodsky takes Jason is floating in space. Finally, like we got we got to see Jason actually in space. Yep. Brodsky comes out like a fucking hero because we think that yet again, Jason's going to get to our crew, our main crew. And Brodsky takes him out in this rocket suit. Or whatever. Yeah, he kind of takes him down all the way into what Earth Two. It is basically Earth Two because uh, we, yeah, he's pushing him into the atmosphere, and what we see from the people who are on Earth Two, they see a shooting star up in the sky, but it's actually Jason crashing into um, Earth Two, and we don't see him land. We see the uh, 
we'll call them campers as well. We'll we see these folks by the lake say, "Oh, shooting star, make a wish." I think it landed in the lake. Let's yeah. go check it out. And then we don't actually see any more Jason, but we do see his Uber mask float down to the bottom of the lake and that is our final shot for yes. jason x and the hopes or the idea was that this could start a whole new futuristic uber jason earth to camp crystal lake right. so uh that was the idea with that because earth one was inhabitable earth two is now habitable and jason has found earth two so Dude. Wow. What a blast. I had an absolute blast watching this film again, talking about it with you. There's, again, a lot of things that like I really do like. And you said it perfectly. I will put this movie on again. I will watch it again mm-hmm. uh, when... Uh, my wife and I did the whole franchise. We watched it start yeah. to finish. She enjoyed the shit out of this one. Yeah. Jason Goes to Hell. Never want to see it again. No, never again. Burn in hell. Jason. Goes to hell. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not going to get into that. There's a whole episode about that. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to that. Uh, this one's fun. I will watch it, especially when it ends up on the sci-fi channel. Um, yeah. Danny, how many machetes do you give Jason X? This is interesting because I don't think that I've ever done the measurement that i'm about to give you for anything that i can remember but for jason x i'm going to give it a solid 3.75 oh my god machetes wow okay i I do i love this i I like this movie love keeps on popping out um you know what oh boy i still like this movie (laughs) okay all right i twisted it all right i give it a three um it's a solid watch every once in a while. It's not, like I said, super scary, but it's a fun movie and it's well made. There's care put into it. So it's a fun one to come back to every once it's in funny. a while. It's funny. I'll watch this movie, I guess, a little bit more than I would want to watch The New Blood and and Manhattan based off my ratings. But that's interesting. That's interesting to it say. Is, yeah, it's an interesting. It's almost in a different tier because I like Manhattan to a sense of like i like a stylized jason i like kane running around doing his thing i like his pump fakes um <laughs> but but this is just in a different category where i'll watch this one as well as manhattan i don't know it's, well, a, weird, it's a weird take lance if we can just spend the last few moments here on this episode to pay the just homage to mr kane hotter oh yeah this is the last time, folks, that you will see Kane Hodder appear, act as, portray Jason Voorhees. And what a way to go out. I mean, if you're going to go out, it better be a ball of fire crashing into another Earth. It's so sad, too, because he was kind of like, yeah, I'll do another Jason movie as long as I get that Freddy versus Jason movie. Like, he was the guy that they were stringing along for literally now 12 years, 10 years, 12 years. 89, 88. 89 was Manhattan. So a little bit before that was 88 when he took over. They probably filmed that in 87. Mm -hmm. And this came out in 2002. So he's been strung along as you're going to be the Jason that goes against Robert England. Don't worry. Don't worry. And unfortunately, he doesn't make it a year later. Uh, It it sucks, folks. And please tune into our next episode for Freddy versus Jason when we're going to talk about that, where I'm definitely going to talk about my feelings about yeah. uh, not having Kane as our Jason anymore. But uh, here is a official toast to Mr. Kane Hodder as uh, our Jason. 
May yes. you always be as uh, vicious as you were holding Charles, uh, Charles in, Man- in Manhattan in that bucket of goo <laughs> and uh, breathing with your jawline in in the new blood. Um, you were awesome. And thank you so much for br- bringing a, a awesome character and bringing so much awesome life into it. Here's to you, Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, that was a good one. All right. All right. Until next time, remember to lock your doors, bolt your windows. And guys, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. (laughs) Join us next time in our Slasher's Paradise. Hey, did you hear anything you like? Thanks for listening to Slasher's Paradise tonight. Did you know that you can watch our podcast? Where? YouTube.com. If you go to YouTube.com, look up Slasher's Paradise, you'll find the Dead Candy page. And there you can see all of our podcasts, as well as a few shorts that Danny and I have put out. While you're there, please subscribe. And while you are listening here, go ahead and find yourself that rate and review button. Five stars is what we would love for you guys to give us. And you know what? If you can't think of anything to say the review, why don't you go ahead and put some recommendations and or requests of horror movies that you would love for us to talk about. If you'd like to find out more information about Slasher's Paradise or Dead Candy, the producer of our show, you can head over to Facebook.com slash Dead Candy Fix. That's D-E-D, Candy Fix. Here's to you guys. This is Slasher's Paradise. Sorry, I had to work that in. And I'm going to drink on that.